0: And the attackers posted on a blog that they had compromised the computer of the firm's IT director, and they had found his secret porn stash. Now I don't know uh, if you, either of you have mm. a s- secret porn stash. I mean, normally, a moustache is fairly obvious, but depends where you keep it. I suppose <laughs> um, <laughs> you could grow anywhere.
1: So, so basically you're saying the IT guy, the IT yes. guy had his porn stash on his work computer. Like you do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Smashing Security, episode 221. God bless his hairy palms. With Carol Terrio and Graham Cluley. Hello, hello and welcome to Smashing Security, episode 221. My name's Graham Cluley.
2: And I'm Carol Terrio.
0: And we're joined this week by a returning guest. It's Tom Langford from the Host Unknown
2: Podcast. Hello, Tom. Hello. Hello. Thank you very much for having me on again.
1: Yes, we're delighted to have you here. Well,
0: delighted, interesting choice of words. I yeah. mean,
2: there, You're right. There, I forgot for a second.
0: There have been rivalries between our podcasts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're friendly rivalries like local friendly derbies yeah you know? says the person who thieves from us on a regular basis oh imitation is the sincerest form of flattery i'm sure you know that uh-huh you probably say
0: inspired by us carol an embellished
2: like, yeah like, yeah yeah i like a recall a conversation people. you had with um the other fellow on our podcast uh andy um that uh that you were inspired by our podcast graham i'm sorry The fact that we only did one back in 2015 has got nothing to do with it.
0: I have seen this claim made on your website. (laughs) I (laughs) I don't know if he has it in writing or not.
2: (laughs) Of course it's in writing. It's on our website.
1: (laughs) Okay, whatever. We have a fanboy here, Tom Langford.
2: (laughs) Yes. I've been on here four times now, which tells me that you've had at least four guests um, drop out last minute. Yeah, exactly. So... (laughs) which is great you know i'm your go-to guy
1: <laughs> <laughs> well thanks to this week's sponsors one password its support helps us give you this show for free now coming up on today's show graham what do you got oh
0: sexy extortion stuff
2: oh wonderful and tom what about you oh i've got a uh a, a blame the intern scenario with a twist Mm, And I'm going to take us house shopping. All this and much more
1: coming up on this episode of Smashing Security.
0: Now, chums, chums, have either of you ever been blackmailed or maybe been a blackmailer yourself?
2: Uh... Are we talking professionally
0: or as a hobby? (laughs) Have you ever kidnapped the grandson of a shipping tycoon, cut his ear off, send it to the family through the Royal Mail? Let me think. Croll, have no. you ever had a neighbour threaten to report your Wookiee to the nearest zoo because <laughs> you won't stop playing the music so loud? <laughs> Tom, do you ever, have a have you ever been tempted to tell someone you have a very particular set of skills that you've acquired over a very long career?
2: I like, I think I have on a on, on at least one occasion recently, actually. <laughs> well as the Chinese
0: like to say we live in extorting times and that has never been more true than when it comes to ransomware of course every time I turn on my computer I am reminded of the ransomware parent. not because my computer has been infected I was say. touch wood <laughs> let's hope not but because of the headlines all the time, new companies being hit left, right, and centre, left with mm. their trousers around their ankles, all their data hanging out for anyone to see. Bad guys breaking in, stealing information, encrypting computers. It is extortion a go go out there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's horrendous. Just in the last week, for instance, did you hear the story about Fat Face?
2: Uh, yes, and they're a um, very interesting approach to to being breached. Yeah, is this Fat Face the retailer? Yes. Not your friend or... Yeah, it's his, his, his mate, Johnny Fatface. <laughs> I was just checking.
0: So for those people who don't know, Fatface is a UK fashion retailer. You'll find them in malls. Um, Tom, you, you dress very young for your age. Uh, have you ever... Have you?
1: <laughs> it's like kind of like kind of semi-beachy, surfy clothes, yes. but with long, long sleeves because it's actually quite cold around here.
2: Yeah, and I don't want to show my undeveloped arms. (laughs) (laughs) My white pasty skin. (laughs) (laughs) You've obviously seen my dating site.
0: Now, in the last week or so, Fatface has sent an email to its customers disclosing that it suffered a security breach and that names, email addresses, postal addresses, partial credit card details have all been nabbed by cyber criminals. They discovered this breach on the 17th of January, and they've just got around to telling customers about it because it's now the end of March. And so far, so normal, right? They've dilly-dallied. So they've... this is
1: anyone that has purchased something from Face online might be at risk of this? Well- it... Who has, has an account.
0: Yes, someone who's got yeah. an, an account, which most likely has been set up online, yes, rather than going into stores.
1: Can I ask a question? I know, but it's related. Like so in these these online stores, you know, sometimes you're asked, do you want to create account or do you want mm. to uh purchase as a guest?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you decide to purchase as a guest, I guess you wouldn't be locked in their account details in that way.
0: Well, they might still keep a record. Yeah. Because of course they're still posting you something. So they're still gonna store some information about you. I think it probably depends on the organization how long they keep it.
1: Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yes, that's carry right. On. No, no,
0: it's interesting. Well, what was unusual is the email which they sent to customers, which had in its subject line "strictly private and confidential," and later on in the body of the email, telling people about the breach which happened, it said, "Please do keep this email and the information included within it strictly private and confidential," and. What? Uh, which which is more than they did with their own data, of course. They weren't able to keep that strictly private and confidential. So, uh,
1: so what were they sending what were they sending in the email that had to be kept strictly private and confidential? The fact that they were admitting? You've been breached.
0: Exactly. It's because shh shh shh. Hey guys, huddle, huddle, huddle. We've had a security breach. Don't tell anybody. Right? Let's keep it between ourselves. We take your security seriously. <laughs> and this, of course, is what we call the Streisand effect. Because if they hadn't done that, probably half of the articles which were written about fat-face wouldn't have happened. And so less people would probably have heard about the fat-face breach if they hadn't told people, don't talk about the fat-face breach. It's a bit like Fight Club, yeah. right? The first rule of the fat-face breach is we don't talk about the fat-face breach. But of course, people did.
1: So, so they have to follow the law and tell their customers. But they kind of said to the customers, now, don't tell anybody. <laughs> and then maybe 5% sent it to places like the register, tip line, or on Reddit. <laughs> yep. Beautiful.
0: So, um, a bit of an own goal.
1: Oh, I think. So, have they apologised for this?
0: Well, you know, as much as any corporation actually apologised. They, they've actually gone further than apologised. What they've done is they've offered a reward. They've offered $2 million, and that $2 million has been given to the Conti ransomware gang. And they said, thank you very much, Conti. So they've actually paid. This is the thing. It's just emerged what? that Fatface have actually paid the ransom.
2: As if their clothes aren't expensive enough. Now they're going to have to be put <laughs> up in price.
0: So you may have had trouble in the past, Tom, taking your hoodie back to Fatface and saying it doesn't fit me. Yeah. And getting your money back, right? And they'll,
2: go, and they'll look at me and say, not surprised, mate. <laughs> but... They've got no trouble at all
0: paying out $2 million.
1: And what's worse is you're probably going to get that in the clothes you buy, you know, a little trickle effect of getting the money back from you. Exactly. You know what? The hackers still have the freaking information.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, they're honorable hackers, I imagine, like all ransomware. Oh, I'm sure.
1: (laughs) We should always just believe the best of everybody.
0: So initially, the Conti ransomware gang, they demanded $8 million. And the negotiations between them actually have leaked out. Computer Weekly have published some of the communications oh, between... Oh, oh, yeah, isn't it great? <laughs> oh,
1: my God.
2: Probably because the attackers are still in there. This
1: is a shit show.
2: So
0: they initially asked for $8 million. Fat face managed to convince them that we can't afford that. And Conti, the, the ransomware gang, they came back and said, well, look, we know you've got cyber insurance with Beasley because we found that document on your network. Mm-hmm, You're covered yeah. for seven and a half million quid. So we think it's quite reasonable we're asking for $8 million. Fatface came back and said, well, you've got to understand, there's a global pandemic going on. There's a lockdown. Our revenues have been slashed because normally we sell in the high street. We don't sell that much online. And that's how they've settled on $2 million instead. Now, Conti, for their part, the, 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 <laughs> the Conti, <laughs> I don't know why they're called that. Well, they... Because they're a bunch uh, of Contis. Well, mm-hmm. maybe they are. They, they have actually, aside from um, promising not to leak any of the data, they've actually given Fatface a whole bunch of IT security advice, which you can read <laughs> on the computer Week. <laughs> About how to better protect their networks, use encryption, segregate sensitive information, lockdown accounts. It's it's all quite sensible stuff. Um, you wouldn't normally spend $2 million for Well, I suppose
1: it. they don't want anyone else going after them because when all they right. hit them again in two years, they want to make sure they've got the money and they're still
2: alive and well. And did they also include a link to a download that they said would protect all of their workstations?
0: Yes. Here's a PDF with the with,
2: <laughs> with the instructions.
1: You know, it's really hard, right? Because you don't like the fact that they pay. Maybe it's just because of what we work in and in our industry. I just don't like it, right? That You have to yeah. pay up. You kind of want to fight it and have the backups. But if they had no backups, or if they lost the information, or if they decide to trust the group, the hacker group, I don't like...
0: I mean, I know the the official line from the authorities is you shouldn't pay. My view is, business-wise, that may not be the pragmatic best decision, because often yeah. recovering can cost you an awful lot more, and you won't get the advice on how to fix the problem.
2: Which- yeah, maybe they, they <laughs> priced up their backup solution to being at $2.5 million, and so therefore <laughs> this was cheaper. Maybe.
1: But it's interesting that they go after people with cyber insurance because it's kind of oh, like, yes. you know, I remember advising people, you know, years ago going, you know, that's something's coming, you know, cyber insurance. Every company is going to need it to cover their asses.
2: And now, yeah, cyber insurers are, are being attacked so that they can find out their customer list. Yeah. Their client list and therefore know how much that they're, they're cashing um, in on the industry. Yeah. We've yeah,
0: just in the last few days, we've seen a, a giant of cyber insurance, CNA Hardy. They've been hit by ransomware. Hmm. And chances are that the bad guys stole their customer list. So know who's got cyber insurance. Know who's more likely to pay before they hit the actual insurers themselves. Yep. So it's going on a lot, but uh, I liked the fact that they were offering IT security advice on how to. I thought that was that was going beyond the call of duty and kind of thing any half respectable IT director would would well, probably enjoy. But there's another little wrinkle in this story of the coming wave of ransomware which is occurring right now and that comes courtesy of bbc news Uh, this time an attack against a u.s firm there is a unnamed u.s firm which was reportedly attacked by cyber criminals and the attackers posted on a blog that they had compromised the computer of the firm's it director and they had found his secret porn stash Now I don't know uh, if either of you have a Mm. secret porn stash. Normally, a mustache is fairly obvious, but depends where you keep it, I suppose. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You could grow anywhere.
1: So, so basically, you're saying the IT guy, the IT guy, had his
2: porn stash on his work computer, like you do. (laughs) He shouldn't have put it in a folder marked porn. He should have put it in a folder marked homework. That's you know standard OPSEC. Wouldn't you say, obviously, I have this. This is, this
1: is all the porn I've confiscated off my <laughs> network from my employees, and I'm keeping tabs on them in case they pop up again.
0: Quick thinking, Carol. I, I guess Thanks. you've been in this kind of scenario before.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you said to HR last time, Carol, and it seemed to work.
0: <laughs> so the bad guys posted a screen grab of the folders, which all got right. sort of names of fruity porn stars. And, and Fru- websites. Brucie porn stars. Well, you know, sort of peaches and things, I suppose.
1: <laughs> Did he have a special penchant for. Uh...
0: I, I haven't examined it that closely, Carol. Oh, right. Uh, I'm not that familiar with the names and what their niche is. Um, <laughs> okay. I wouldn't want to get into that particular niche, maybe. But anyway, but they also posted this message and uh, they said, thanks God for Beep, name of IT director. While he was wanking away, we downloaded several hundred gigabytes of private information about his company's <laughs> customers. God bless his hairy palms, they said.
1: Oh, my Amen. gosh. Can you imagine having to go report this to the upper management? I you know, and the guy's like, send me the logs. And you're like, I don't want to send you the logs.
0: You're saying they posted something on the blog? Can we see a printout of that? Legal need a copy of it. But it raised an interesting question, uh, uh, which was, Why would anyone store porn on their computer anyway?
2: Well, where else are you going to put it? Well, well, (laughs) Tom, Tom,
0: (laughs) there's this thing called the internet and basically porn. So I'm led to believe. Some people don't trust the cloud. Yes, but (laughs) They don't trust the internet. Porn on the internet is always available, isn't it? To stream. You don't need to download it.
1: But he maybe doesn't want to, he wants to keep that private on his work network. Right? This way he's just opening up a folder called, um, you know, I don't know, IT something, something boring, boring, boring.
0: (laughs) Different kind of boring.
1: And then he goes and looks at boobies.
0: (laughs) It seems a bit old school to me.
2: I I love your view of what Paul is. Hey, hey, was he working it from home?
0: Well, quite, quite, quite likely.
1: Well, then that changes things slightly maybe. Define working it. (laughs) No, but come on, right? So during the pandemic, loads of people have, have got combined machines of both yeah. home and work going on in the same place. We can't mm-hmm. assume that, you know. You don't need to put it on your hard
0: drive, do you? you do-
2: no. Do you? I agree. I mean, I haven't, so don't worry. But. <laughs> well, here's what I think it comes down to for, for me and how I've had to explain it to. As a single man, explain it to and, us, Tom. Uh, and, and that yes. sort of thing. And that's. Someone in his position, he's an IT director, he's fairly well paid. He can afford another computer. Yes,
0: with a wiped down keyboard.
2: So he can look at whatever he wants as long as it's not illegal. It's not up to us to decide whether it's immoral or unethical or anything like that. As long as it's not illegal, then he can look at whatever he wants. But why is he doing it on his company computer when there's always the risk of it being found? It just shows he's an idiot. He deserves everything he gets.
1: I don't know if I have a problem if he has porn on his work computer. If I were the boss, would I care? Um,
2: yes, because if you get hacked and the contents of your computers are sort of displayed to all and sundry, and then it's like, okay, so this this high profile company, oh, so all their employees are are um, you know whapping off to to porn? And we say no, time. just one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I know. I hear we you. Have the evidence for Yeah, yeah so rep- reputationally, yeah. you know, it's it's problematic. I mean, it's not illegal. No so I'm that's saying a, that's precisely what i'm saying absolutely yeah it
0: it does, it does suggest a certain level of i t incompetence maybe some encryption yes. or something should be used. or an well,
2: addiction but, <laughs> yeah or or just oh, you, th- very... you think it's michael Douglas <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what he looks at just use his own computer and and hand sanitizer
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of content you can get on post on <laughs> Tom, what have you got for us this week?
2: So not so long ago, we heard the story of a very large company who got hit with the sunburst malware, and they were dragged in front of Congress or some one of those big buildings in Washington. And when asked to explain themselves, said, um, it's the intern's fault. Yes. So that's uh, obviously almost been turned into a meme now, but there's a new version of this now. So Indian fintech firm Quick, and you know there are wrong when they spell Quick with an I and a K, uh, two Ks, actually. Fintech firm Quick expressly deny any kind of breach has occurred of their data, despite millions of records showing up on the dark web. Now, I first heard about this through marvellous friend of the show, Troy Hunt. Oh, yes. And he tweeted... If any friends in India have data from the at mobile quick, sorry, mobi quick breach, DM me. From what I've seen so far, they're going all Iraqi information minister on this. What does that mean? So (laughs) (laughs) it's another meme crow. I know. I just, I just need, I just need. <laughs> so during the Iraq War, there was what was his name? Something Ali. I can't remember his. his oh surname, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Literally, as, as American tanks were rolling into Baghdad, he was telling us about how how his forces had beaten them back at the borders and stuff like that. So,
0: yes.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name, and it was very funny. Mohammed um,
0: Saeed Al-Sahaf, I believe. There you go. Baghdad Bob, also known as Comical Ali.
2: Comical thank Alley, God. there Comical we go. Alley.
1: Yes, yes, yes. That's okay. the one. Anyway, Good. Okay, thank you. So what happened with this company?
2: A security researcher called Rajshakar Rajaria. In early March, he highlighted that there were data leaks from MobiQuick on the dark web and that they contained huge number of records, anywhere from 3.5 million to 110 million, depending upon who you talk to and how they define what a record is. He pointed it out to them, and they allegedly did a quick bit of analysis with a third party yeah. uh, and said, no, not us. We did not lose this data. And they released a quote that said and I quote, some media crazed so-called security researchers have repeatedly attempted to present concocted files, wasting precious time of our organization, as well as members of the media. We thoroughly investigated and did not find any security lapses. Our user and company data is completely safe and secure.
1: And are they saying this while their data is actually out on the dark web, like available? Yes. So there's that immediate kind of clear,
2: like, well, how did it get there? And it's,
0: and, it's a way to rile people up, isn't it, to look for yeah. more of their data on the web.
2: It's almost like this thing called the Streisand effect, which uh, yeah. you know yes. Um So they then also released another statement say as part of this statement saying it is entirely possible that any user could have uploaded her or his information on multiple platforms... (laughs) Hence, it is incorrect to suggest that the data available on the dark web has been accessed from MobiQuick or any identified source. So in other words, every single user of MobiQuick have decided on their own to upload your data into a tabulated and formatted uh, format (laughs) that includes password hashes and salts.
0: Oh, yeah, because you would upload one of those.
2: Yeah. How many records are we talking about here?
0: How how big is the scale of this?
2: I've read a few articles here. One suggested it was 11 crore records. What? Now, a crore in India is 10 million. Oh. So 110 million? Yeah. Another allegedly said three and a half million user records. But you don't know if they mean a record as in a single line of a user or every single item. So let's, let's call it a 1 million. Let's call it millions of, of records. <laughs> but it does total over 8 terabytes of data. Wow. Including customer names, hashed passwords, email addresses, residential addresses, GPS locations, list of installed apps, partially masked credit card numbers, thank goodness, connected bank accounts and associated account numbers, and know your customer documents. Ah, here we go. Know your customer documents of 3.5 million users. Ouch. But, hey, it's not their fault. It's not their fault. But here's the the kicker. Here's the kicker. So according to some sources, Moby Quick, which sounds like a, you know, a cut price, uh, you know, DJ who used to do, you know, songs in the 90s. Don't be (laughs) namest. But um, anyway, it is alleged that uh, Moby Quick is in their pre-IPO stage. And so they are scrabbling to Ooh. cover their asses, because, of course, if this gets mm. found out- Well, it is found then, out. Like- well- well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, I don't,
1: yeah, I, I think that, I think that ship has sailed.
2: Yeah, absolutely, said Sean Connery there, but, uh, um, wish <laughs> money penny. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, someone somewhere made a terrible decision that said if we deny this and blame everybody else, it'll go away. It'll, it'll go away and we'll be able to maintain interest in our company and the value will not go down. Yeah. This could actually scupper any chances of an IPO. Purely because they decided to allegedly lie through their teeth. So
0: you're saying this is the Streisand effect at work again. Mm. You're saying Barbara Streisand hacked into Moby Quick?
2: She's got a lot to answer for, I tell you. <laughs> Not only that, she's also got my porn stash.
0: Carol, take us somewhere sane, please. Oh, we're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun,
1: boys. Now, we're all buddies. And maybe once this pandemic is over, I was thinking we should all move in together. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, hello. Yeah. Yeah, All right. What, like like the Beatles? Exactly. Now, I've been doing some house (laughs) porn research, right? Find us a nice place to live. Yeah. And I found a place that if we pool our cash, we've got something pretty sweet. So let me just give you the link here. Yeah. Okay. So let's first look at the floor plans, just so you can kind of see the layout of the place. Maybe
0: you can describe the place a little bit. Okay, it looks like it's got a big garden, big white house and l- long green garden, lovely. And um, what have we got here? How many bedrooms?
2: Only three bedrooms. That's like 250k a bedroom. Let's be honest, that's
0: <laughs> that's two more than we need, right, Tom?
2: Well, this is uh, true. This is true. I, I bag see the dungeon. Yeah, yeah, good, because I've obviously bagged the, front, you know,
1: the upstairs because, you know... Uh, I'm gonna have that. Thanks very much. Okay. Um, okay. So so um I'm thinking we desperately want this house. We want to get this house and we know there's a ton of interest because it's a total steal. Mm. So why don't we go on a virtual tour and take a look inside at the
0: place? Okay. What 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 do we click on here?
1: So that video thing
2: right near the Oh okay. Um- oh,
0: right
2: at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, virtual tour. Yes, I'm. Clicking oh, how on it. cool is that?
1: So, listeners, you click on the video and it opens up this like 3D uh, model of the house that spins around, and then it throws you into the living room. And in there, you have these spot checks, a bit like Google Maps, where you can just move ahead or to the side, yeah. zoom
0: in, and look around the house. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's this is like augmented reality, virtual reality, isn't it?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Now, I'm thinking we can look around their place, learn some stuff about the owners that we can then use when we chat to them to endear ourselves a bit to them, right? So you guys look around. We start off in the sitting room, don't we? Yeah. So we've got like a three, of, we've got some very jolly settees here.
2: And by jolly, you mean absolutely vile.
0: <laughs> and we've got, so let's <gasps> look in the books. There Oh my goodness, I've got the bookcasing in I can read what all their books are. Yeah. A lot of political biographies. Margaret Thatcher,
1: Ooh. I see that. Boris
0: Johnson, I see. Yeah,
1: Alan Clark, a few Ned of his. Sherin.
0: these are obviously well-read yeah. people or people who want to yeah. appear well-read. Well I love looking at people's bookcases. Very, they like a puzzle. Very stripy sofa there.
2: Yeah, okay, we can move around. Let's move around. Let's see what else we got. There's all an elderly person here because they've got one of those recliner chairs with a remote <laughs> control
1: yes i didn't spot that
2: yeah yeah so maybe mother-in-law lives there as well mm. or maybe they're an old couple who knows yeah Although,
0: oh, they've got a helen mirren dvd the <laughs> they've they got something called manon whatever that is oh another dvd is that a bit kinky no i'd have no idea crow this is incredible i can see the jigsaw on the tape they haven't finished the jigsaw Look on the wall there. They've got plates. Let me do a reverse image
1: search on one of these, because I don't know a lot about plates. Let me just take a screenshot here.
0: They've got family photographs. Now, the family photographs I'm looking at, they've sort of fuzzed out the faces. They've been blurred out there. Yeah, proof that they're taking security super seriously, right?
1: <laughs> so the plate, that's Port Merion. So they like Port Merion stuff. Oh, that's okay.
2: Yeah, North Wales. Yeah. Good to know. Country life in the magazine rack, so... yeah. yeah. Definitely, they've got money, these people.
0: I'm going into another room.
1: Yeah, let's go downstairs. Let's go
0: downstairs. Let's do that. This is great. I know. Okay, nice big kitchen. Oh, what's up here?
1: Oh, a handbag. There's a handbag there in the kitchen. This is
0: actually all the fun of burglary.
2: Without any of the risk.
1: Without the risk.
0: Oh, Oh, look,
1: there's her wallet. Her wallet's lying on the kitchen counter.
0: I found some toys on the bed. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I found a
0: stash
1: <laughs> Now did any of you guys At the bottom of the stairs Have you seen the art on the wall so if Sorry I go went down... straight
0: to the bedroom I'll come downstairs Hang on
2: Oh there's another downstairs I see
0: Okay so here we are
1: There's a picture of five dogs That Graham I'm dying for you to see Oh <laughs> There we go <laughs> <Is> <laughs> With their little... names Look their names Of all the dogs Are written there So I think these are dogs That they've had through the years Bit like you know, the Queen's Corgis. Yeah,
0: they're little um, uh, Malteses or something, aren't they?
1: Yeah. So that would be uh that's quite. Oh, I'm really zoomed in here. I have all their names.
0: Let me tell you what I find astonishing. I've gone to their hallway, and they have a little hallside table, and mm-hmm. on there they have the details of another property they're obviously yes! looking at. I can see the address. <laughs> yes. Of that other property,
1: it's a little bit more expensive than the one they're selling. It's. <laughs> It's, it's it's double the price, that one. Have you looked it up? I noticed. Yeah, I looked it up.
2: <laughs> I can also tell you that the person who took all the photos uses a Manfrotto tripod. Oh.
1: Yes. I saw that in the mirror as well. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of information here, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. And I'm thinking, God, if a fisher decided to do this research on you, because then, of course, they can call the estate agent if they're interested in you and get your actual address, can't they? Saying you're interested in a viewing. Mm-hmm
2: yeah uh i reckon these guys are pro fox hunting as well you reckon yeah (laughs) there is i know the reason i say that if in in that hallway uh on the floor where there's a dog bowl of water (laughs) next to it is a brass fox's head with something next to it it's not stuffed though (laughs) no 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 it's not maybe it's it's been dipped in brass <laughs> be true. Game of Thrones style. Um, but but no, it's that's it's that sort of paraphernalia. Oh my
0: goodness. Guys, I'm in their study.
2: Oh, where's that?
0: And their little bureau their bureau is open. Uh huh. And there are insurance policy documents left open there. I can read their address. There's a postcard. No. There really is. There's also some sort of it's not a credit card. What is this? There's some kind of credit card size thing where i
2: where's the study okay where (laughs) it's
0: (laughs) go past the dogs there's a little funny little bit behind it's off a little bedroom this is
1: our podcast room guys this is where we're going to do our podcasts yeah yeah it's a little annex the very ah yeah
0: yeah
2: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: and they've got all these documents lying around
1: yep insurance documents what the hell is going on um so the reason I'm talking about this is because from a security point of view, <laughs> this is outrageous. And what I imagine happens is you want to put your house in the market. Estate agents, so great. Come over with a funny little camera thing and take pictures. And they, and you go, oh, but I don't know about my privacy. And they go, don't worry, dear. We're going to blur out any pictures with faces on it. So everything yeah. is safe. And um, then this is slapped up online. For people like you and me, just to look around, which is why I haven't detailed given details to the
0: house because there's actually huge security risks here. they ordered a stanner stairlift. I've I see the letter you, I told them. you there was <laughs> an
2: old person I told you
0: I've seen the letter they have made an order for a stanner stairlift, and I can also see a dividend check line around here as well. This is the quality that the amount you can zoom in is bonkers, yep. Are you shocked? I want to do th- this is fun, just poking around people's houses. Even if I wasn't a criminal, just being nosy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, great. <laughs> Look at I'm lots not actually...
2: cards on the wall.
1: <laughs> My goodness. Anyway, so all this to say, people, if you're gonna put your house on the market, okay, in this new technofangled world, make sure you don't <laughs> leave anything private. Lying around.
2: For Carole to find.
1: Yes. Because Graham has now decided this is his new fun time hobby. He's <laughs> going to be doing this. Every time I call him from now on, he'll be like, oh, my God, look at this one.
2: You can delete that stash at last, Graham. Seriously. you got, a, you got a new hobby. I can um, see a
0: share certificate. I've got her name. I've got her address. Yep. I could ring her up claiming to be the stairlift company.
1: Yes, you could call up and say, "I'm Country Life, and I want to give you a lifetime subscription." Oh, my
2: goodness, this person has asthma because they have an inhaler next to their bed. So, that hi, this is additional. the NHS
0: hospital. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah,
0: invite her on a fox hunt. Well, this is. A I stunt have all shit. their
1: keys and the names on the keys yeah. in the front hall with all the what, That's what they scary. open.
2: That is scary. Isn't it scary? We even have her mask, so we know what mask
1: she wears outside. They've probably paid extra
0: for this service,
2: haven't they? Yep. And they will be paying for it. Maybe we should tell them. Yeah. I I feel like we should tell them, you know? Yeah. Yeah,
0: we got their details. We've got their details. But they won't believe it. They won't understand. No. Wow.
2: So this
1: is a tough one. So be really careful people yeah. because it is unbelievable
0: this isn't on an obscure website this is
1: doing a house search in england looking for a house
0: so we're seeing this on the website and now the estate agents are someone else right yeah yes we, we can see their details as well obviously
1: but we should shut this down right from a gdpr point of view as well
2: yeah yeah
1: like this is a huge infringement
2: yeah but it's fun poking around isn't it Carl? and we know where they live this is brilliant
1: I have to say, I did. I landed on this just by accident, this house, just yeah. doing house porn fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, most houses um, seem to have it all tidy, tidy, right? Because you obviously want to try and get a few extra grand if your house is vacuumed, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> most people seem to kind to, of to hide things away. But if I were a fisher, this is exactly the kind of market that I might want to yeah. go after. I don't want to go after the people that are buying in the lower income bracket. This is perfect.
0: They're old. They're vulnerable, and they have a lot of money.
2: And the thing is, they did tidy up. They just didn't hide the stuff they needed to wow. hide.
0: Links in the show notes, everybody. Links in the show notes. <laughs> you can <laughs> certainly Christmas not.
1: Well. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, as a fit, you could call and pretend you're from the Dog Trust Society, and would you like it to make a donation in the name of one of your beloved pets?
0: Seriously, though, you could completely freak out somebody. Yep, couldn't yeah. you? Because of how much you know, and rob them. Yeah. You could blackmail them. And they're not going to be that much trouble because they've got a standard stair lift. So they're not going to be that give you that much trouble, are they?
2: They're not exactly going to chase you down the street. No. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Be
1: careful when you put your houses for sale. Mm-hmm. And shame on you, estate agents, for letting this happen. Like Someone must have vetted this and gone, oh, that's an insurance number. I better not put that online.
2: You're presuming they looked at it that closely. Yes,
1: that's the problem. They've automated it and they're not being caught.
0: Well done, Carol. Amazing find. Thank you very much. Kind of content you don't find on other security podcasts.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Until this Friday anyway.
1: Okay, pop quiz. How do you get the highest level of privacy without sacrificing convenience? Choosing 1Password for your business, that's how. It offers end-to-end encryption you can count on. You get auto-lock and manual lock for the 1Password app, multi-factor authentication, safe autofill on secure websites, privacy cards, and loads more. Plus, if you switch to 1Password, you can receive its Switching Bundle. It includes a subscription credit towards your current password manager, hands-on migration support, and free family accounts for every single member of your team. Go to smashingsecurity.com forward slash 1Password. And thanks to 1Password for sponsoring
0: the show. And welcome back. Can you join us at our favourite part of the show? The part of the show that we like to call Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week, of the week is the part of the show where everyone chooses saying they like. Could be a funny story, a book that they've read, a TV show, a movie, a record, a podcast, a website or an app. Whatever they wish. It doesn't have to be security related necessarily. Better not be... Well, my pick of the week this week is not security related. Good. It is instead music related. There is a chap on YouTube. He's quite popular. He's got like a couple of million subscribers because his content is terrific. His name is Rick Beato. And Rick Beato <laughs> is a bit of a musician himself. Um, and one of the series of videos. Why are you talking so weird? What do you mean, why am I talking so weird? Rick Rick Beato. I'm just trying to be... That's
2: (laughs) That's how he's pronounced. Rick Beato. Yeah. Beato.
0: Beato. Hey, it's a me. Rick Beato. (laughs) One of the things that Rick does in his videos is he does a segment called What Makes This Song Great? And he's analysed plenty of songs. Now, I do not understand the science of music. I am not a trained musician. Surprise, surprise but I still find it fascinating to hear how songs are constructed and to revel in that. And you, of course, Krola, something of a guitarist.
1: Oh, failed, failed. Uh, yeah, geez, I, think I learned still... a lot of music theory, though.
0: Yeah, well, I, mean, I did learn a ton. But yeah. You might find these uh, terrific. I will put in the show notes a link to Rick Beato's YouTube channel, and I will direct you to his analysis of a song we all know. He's looked at loads and loads of songs, but this one really touched me. Do you remember If You Could Read My Mind by Gordon Lightfoot? Sing a bit of it. If you could read my mind, love, ah. what a tear of to about You know you know this song. You don't know right? the words? It's <laughs> not like Gordon's in the room it's a yeah. beautiful song
1: it's a bit like shooting
0: stars remember Vic Reeves was shooting okay. stars
2: you can read my mind
0: what you find out is here's a song which I would imagine most people know most people of a certain age will know this song I think that's a terrific classic song but you don't know everything that happens in that song it's only careful listening to it and someone like Rick pointing out what just happened which makes you think my goodness that's clever what they've just done there
2: so that is my pick of the week down out that actually reminds me if i may mm-hmm. of a chap called uh adriano Celentano, who and this has been around on reddit a little bit recently so, so forgive me if you've heard it before but he did a song in the late 60s and it was a like a protest song effectively because the the italian public loved english songs right and he felt that you know we're italians we should be singing in italian so he he actually recorded a song called and bear with me here present colin and Suisol. oh and it's basically it's a it's a made-up language that sounds like he's speaking english until you try to listen to the words oh. and it is a fabulous song I played it to my kids the other day and they loved it. It It's like literally in their heads as a, as a real. Wow. And they loved it. Oh, absolutely. The video is fantastic. Beautifully shot, black and white, brilliant song. And it was literally because he was pissed off that Italians wouldn't listen to Italian songs.
0: Well, give us the, give us the link. Uh, yeah, I think he over. I the- think
2: his his pick of the
1: week might be better than your pick of the week, Graham.
0: <laughs> well, I'm going to up that because, of course, I'm sure many of us remember in the 1980s Joe Dolce doing "Shut yes. up in your face."
2: Ah, uh, shut
1: up
0: in your face. Yeah, and in fact, he was Australian. I'd
1: than. like you to shut up in your face <laughs> now because we're going to go to uh,
2: Tom's pick of the week. Thank you. My pick of the week is based on a phrase I would never have imagined i would have heard until mm. just a few weeks ago which was or read i should say in this case uh, i i did completed something on my iphone and the message came up the firmware on your mug is now up to date and um what so you've got like a smart mug No yes
0: smart mug i've seen tom his mug is not smart <laughs> Not
2: smart, no. No. <laughs> no, I have shaved since then. Um, but um, it's by a company called Ember. Ember.com. Uh, go there. There's two sizes a regular mug and a larger mug. And then you've also got like a travel mug, you know, with a lid on it.
1: Okay. What makes it smart?
2: They have a battery in the bottom. And uh, you connect to your mug by your phone. And you can control the temperature of the liquid inside your 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 uh, mug so if you like you know i like my coffee at 57 degrees centigrade and so when i put my coffee in it up on my watch pops what have you put in here you know what profile would you like to set i'll set tom's coffee 57 degrees and as it cools down as soon as it hits 57 degrees the heater kicks in and maintains it at 57 degrees on battery for up to an hour and a half (sighs) now it also comes with a saucer which you charge the battery on but if you have this saucer on your desk and you put the mug and i'm 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 acting this out you can't see this obviously but I'm acting this out with the mug as I speak you right. put the mug on the saucer the battery gets disconnected and it just powers off the mains effectively so you' you're saving your battery power uh so I finished a cup of coffee at half past ten that I made at half past six because I forgot about it and that's why I got this mug was because sat behind a desk all the time, to- all the time. I, you know, I forget to drink my coffee and then I, you know, go to go and I'm, I'm throwing coffee away. Can
1: I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, so uh, what temperature can you, can you go up to in terms of uh, like, Ooh. can you go to like?
2: You can warm up. You can definitely warm up. And so you can brew. Oh, I've got it here, Carol. It, they,
0: it goes up to 62 and a half degrees centigrade.
2: 62 and a half? Okay, yeah.
0: perfect.
1: Okay, so what you're going to do for me is you're going to sous vide cook an egg in a cup in, <laughs> on top of your firmware. I'm going to send you the recipe. But basically, you cook it for about 10 hours, okay. the egg at that temperature, and then you've got this perfect soft-boiled egg.
2: All right, I'm going to give that a go. Yeah? yeah,
1: it's like for poached and soft boiled eggs. So I don't know. I'll send you the receipt. All right, so,
2: you're going to uh, report uh,
0: online. I know you're a bit of a fan of gadgets and things. Um,
2: I don't know. Whatever gave you that idea, Greg? The
0: the question I have is um, how much does one of these mugs cost?
2: Uh hundred quid. <laughs> <laughs> Bargain.
0: Who's the mug now?
2: <laughs> but but <laughs> the- Price is just—it's just, it's just say a no figure. More, Tom. Just a figure is all I can say. Is it's just a figure, <laughs> and I've got a second saucer as well because I got one in my kit in my uh, on my breakfast. Which costs you even
0: more? Well, what sort happens if hackers hack into your phone and make your drink in hot and so your beautiful little lips?
2: Well, then I'll come on here and tell you all about it th- from my hospital bed. <laughs> We won't. His lips will be all burnt. I absolutely love it. So I've, I've got i got one in white. You can get them in different colours. Um, and the mug, it, the um, the travel mug, little digital display on the side, and you can push the temperature up and down with your finger on the side of it. It's brilliant.
0: Oh yeah, I'm looking at it now. It looks a bit like a flashlight or something like that. <laughs> a, well, you know what I mean.
2: Uh... <laughs> I saw one the other day called a mater Beta. <laughs> can, we, can, we, can, we, can we get Carol, to Bro, Yes, loose? quickly. What's your pick of the week?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, on? I'm upping the tone, okay? Uh, <laughs> this hard. is, yeah. Um, so this is basically a celebration of all good teachers out there. So as many of you know, I've been spending much of the pandemic arting it up, right? Yes. Painting, inking, drawing, all that stuff. But it's hard sometimes to get information that's, I don't know, interesting and formative and a good introductory level. Because if you don't know a lot, uh, you can be left out because of all the terminology that's within that industry or whatever. Anyway, I have found a YouTube channel with over 50 hours of content on art history. And like everything is there and there's no ads yet. And they only have, the guy only has like 3,000 watchers at the moment. And it's just like an astounding found, like a treasure trove. Because he's really interesting. He's got lots of good art. He's got lots of info. You go by playlists. He plays lists them up so you can get about two hours of, say, Renaissance art or art, Egyptian art or African art or art of this particular period. So there's loads of different play channels or playlists you can choose from. It's incredible.
0: And these so, are videos he's made himself. He's not just ripped them off.
1: I think he's a teacher and I think he's doing this for his class. So I think this is a teacher that decided if I'm going to wow. be stuck at home doing Zoom classes, may as well record my lectures and then just throw them up online and let people, other people enjoy them. Hmm. It's really, really good. And if you are thinking, I just, I guess, you know, if you want to go to museums or, you know, it's just much more fun if you know something about what you're looking at, right? It's just more fun to… You can just enjoy it more rather than just being, oh, a pretty picture or disturbing picture or whatever. So if you're into art history, check this out. His, it's very difficult to find because YouTube obviously aren't making cash out of it yet. It's <laughs> called Art History 101. Okay. Oh, there'll be a link in the show notes. And um, I'll slap up his uh, his Twitter as well. But what a great find. And thank you so much for posting all that stuff up.
0: Very very cool indeed.
2: I'm always amazed by how much time people have to do this sort of thing. You know, and this and this is a good thing. You know, many times you, you see something on the internet and you think that person has far too much free time or why are they doing this? But but stuff like this, they've got all this free time and they're doing this for free for everybody to just...
1: Imagine buy. what you could have done rather than researching your mug, for
2: example. Yeah. I know. I know. I could Mm. could have um, just remembered to drink my coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that
0: marvellous uplifting note, we've just about wrapped up the show this week. Tom, I'm sure lots of our listeners would love to follow you online and find out what you're up to. What's the best way for folks to do that?
2: Oh, let's do Twitter at Tom Langford, one word, T-H-O-M-L-A-N-G-F-O-R-D.
0: Do you have a podcast which you appear on, which you wish to promote
2: Funny you should mention that. We do. We do. We have the other best information security podcast, Host Unknown. And if you go to podcasts.hostunknown.tv, you will find us there.
0: Marvellous. Well, you can follow us on Twitter at Smash Insecurity. No G. Twitter won't allow us to have a G. And don't forget to ensure you never miss another episode. Follow Smash Insecurity in your favourite podcast app, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts.
1: And big fat thank you to this week's episode sponsor, One Password, and to our amazing Patreon community. It's thanks to them that this show is free for all. For episode show notes, sponsorship information, guest list, and the entire back catalog of more than 220 episodes, check out smashingsecurity.com.
0: Until next time, cheerio! Bye bye. Bye bye. Goodbye. Farewell. Auf
2: I'm Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs>
1: goodbye <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: marvelous well some
2: very interesting stuff
0: this week I think did you think yes
2: I really liked the house the way. house
0: yeah, thing roll is very interesting yeah It's incredible I mean we could find it yep. yeah Juicy stuff.
1: And uh, TM Cralterio. So if you write about it, (laughs) anyone.